Well, Isaac, Merry Christmas. Uh, good to be with you as we uh, think about this uh, last of our Christmas messages. I've got my Braves cup because I'm dreaming of the spring already. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you. Um, maybe I'll get new coffee mugs for Christmas. I don't know. Oh, that would be grand. Uh, well, uh, my goodness, it's freezing cold down here, but that doesn't even compare to what you guys have got up there. We're in the no, we, with the wind we, blowing. Yeah, we have a high of one degree today, and this is the first time in a couple of days that we've even sniffed zero. So, oh my, we've been bundled up for sure. Absolutely, I was uh, working on my church sign outside the church today, and the letters were frozen to the board because yeah. there was a little track, and it rained yesterday, and so I had to wait for the sun to cook my letters enough to be able to rearrange them to say Merry Christmas on the church sign. <laughs> That's my a similar thing happened to my beard when I was out uh, <laughs> shoveling the driveway the other day. Yes, you did. Uh, I saw that frosty. It was frozen all over. <laughs> I'm glad it didn't break off. Such a cool beard. I know. I got back in and it was like, it all just kind of melted very quickly. And it's like, well, it was soaking wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a strange time of the year. Well, we've been asking the, the questions of Christmas. We've been thinking about why. Uh, why did God become a man? Why did they call him Jesus? Why did he come when he did? Why the joy of it all? Uh, and today we want to think about why he came, but also in the context of why is he coming back? Uh, and so uh, let's dive into that. Let me uh, get us to where we need to be here. And Let's uh, let's just start with uh, Luke two eleven. Uh, the angel announced, "For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord." So, why did he come the first time? Well, he came to save us. Uh, you know, it says in Romans five eight, while while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In order for him to die for us, he had to be born and live a perfect sinless life, uh, so that he could take away our sin. Well, and it's, uh, it's an important distinction and something that's at this time of year, you know, we're going to be celebrating Christmas in the next couple of days. When you're listening to this, you just got done celebrating Christmas um, to remember. And I always like doing this because my favorite holiday of the year is Easter. Right. Uh, and, and Christmas really is the beginning of the Easter season in my mind. Because exactly. um, that, that baby in the manger came here on a mission uh, to be our savior because we needed it. We talked about that in our, in the first sort of why, why he became a man, right. That, that it was needed. Um, and then he executed that 30 years, 33 years later right. on the cross, but he didn't stay on the cross. He was buried and rose again. And that's so, and I think we talked about that week too, that, that, that there were two elements of his mission. One was to take care of, the sin to to pay the penalty for our sin, right? So that we could live, so right. that we could uh, encounter God and that we could interact with God, so that we could have Him in us. Um, but all of that is life, and so He came to die for our sins, and then He conquered it so that we could have life. And so there's the two elements, right? And I think it's important to make sure we don't get stuck in the, the death and the sin, but then right. we step into the life that Christ lived for us. Um, but then, you know, it's not over. We're still living in biblical times. 
uh, right. because we we still um, we still struggle with both of those. We still have the sin in us, and then we've got Christ's life in us. Those of us that have trusted Him, right? Yes. Um, but it it hasn't that life hasn't completely taken over. We still live with the effects of sin um, on right. the planet, in our lives, in our hearts. Um, but there is coming a day when Jesus will come back and really com- and complete the entire story of history um, all the way back to the, the beginning of time. It's been this, uh, this tapestry has been woven together. It's not done yet, but he's going to come back and stamp his victory on it all. And that's when that life that we're able to experience now will become the entire experience and we'll be able to live forever with them. Right. And that's called glory for a very good reason. And you know, there's another aspect of this. I just want to think about for a minute because I had a, I had a question that came out of my devotion this morning, but, but, you know, another reason why Jesus came was for the joy of obeying his father. Uh, He came on a mission. This was a perfect plan created before the foundations of the world, but he had to execute the plan and he executed it perfectly. And we're told in the book of Hebrews that he endured the cross for the joy that was beyond it, the joy of of this perfect obedience. Uh, And let me read um, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely to us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. That's what we can do now in this life because what Jesus did for us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. He sat down in heaven, having completed this perfect obedience. And I was reading my Billy Graham devotional for this morning, and he asked a question in there. If you could ask Jesus one question, what would it be? And because I was thinking about this verse, I said, I would ask Jesus, what does the joy of perfect obedience feel like? Help me understand the the idea that you've pleased your father's will perfectly. What does that feel like? Because he's the only one who knows the answer to that question. Right, right. Um, and, you know, we have the opportunity to get little tastes of it, but not yeah. a full meal. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and it always is. It's wonderful to have that experience of joy when you realize you've just done exactly what God had for you to do in a moment and you got it right. And by his grace, you uh, executed the plan. But to uh, to have done it perfectly such that you could sit down at the right hand of the father in heaven. What is the joy of that? experience knowing that you've pleased your father i think i would ask jesus for like home videos of the time between his birth and then when he shows back up on the scene like (laughs) 30 years like i'm just so fascinated amanda and i were talking about this last night like i'm so fascinated on what that life was like you know that what was what was going on in his life like was he had he fully grasped in, in the, the humanness of his brain, what his mission was? Was he learning that? And did he always know that as a part right. of it? And then he's just waiting. 
he's working in the carpenter shop and like eating food and going around and hanging out. Like what's, what's going on there? Like, I would just love to know that part. Yeah. Um, well, that's a good conversation to have. Yeah. Sure. Um, but also like, I mean, we're going to get, I think we're going to get a chance to do that. Um, I don't know how much we'll be sitting there like quizzing Jesus, um, but we're going right. to have eternity with him. Um, it might be that, it might be that all of that is kind of answered for us. This might be that the glory of him being around us melts our desire to know. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, nothing else. Know these, these questions and all of that. Um, but that's what he's, he's waiting because uh, his obedience to the father is not fully complete yet. Right. He has to come back. He even said he doesn't know when he's coming back. Only exactly. the I was about to say, he doesn't know when. So he's um, with God right now. And he, I wonder, and he's not like this, but if he gets up every day, like like my boys have been doing every day, is leading up to Christmas. Can we open the presents? Can we open the presents? Ah, are we there? Are we there? How many days until <laughs> Christmas? And that, it's two separate countdowns. One for how many days till Christmas Eve and one for how many days till Christmas um, very similar countdowns, but they're off by one. And um, and it's like if Jesus gets up every day and goes into to God, like, hey, today the day, right? Nope, stay ready, stay ready. ready. Yeah, yeah. Got my horse. I fed my horse. I saddled him. I'm ready. Yeah. Tell me when. Yeah. Yeah. Um, brush so this he white is hair. Back. It's a fact of scripture that he is coming back, and he's coming back to to triumph over sin. He's already won the victory over sin. We're told that throughout the scriptures. And as he died on the cross, he said, it is finished. The debt is paid. So that part is taken care of. But he comes back to judge sin completely and finally and to separate the sheep from the goats, as is pictured in Matthew 25. And the righteous are invited into eternal life with him, and the unrighteous are cast into hell. It's a horrific reality uh, what awaits those who have rejected Christ. Uh, but he comes to complete that. So one of the reasons he has to come back is to complete his triumph uh, over sin and to, and to separate us from the presence of sin. You, you, were, you rightly said earlier that, uh, that by his death and resurrection, we've been saved from the penalty of sin um, and the punishment of sin but we have to be saved from the presence of sin because it's still all around us and within us. But uh, when he glorifies us and brings us to heaven, the Bible says that, that he's coming for his bride. There's the marriage supper of the lamb that will happen in Revelation that uh, where he will be wed to his church, the bride of Christ. What will that look like? I have no idea, but we're told. Uh, we, I mean, we're told, let me just read Revelation 21, because if you're going to talk about Jesus coming back, you pretty much have to talk about the book of Revelation. Not 21, Revelation 19, 6 through 8. Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder crying out, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory. For the marriage of the lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, and bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. 
So we are the, as the body of Christ, as the bride of Christ, uh, will be uh, officially his at that point. Well, in Revelation, does a, there's a lot in Revelation that, honestly, I don't even understand. Um, but yeah. there's some great descriptions of Jesus in Revelation that I think it's important for us to remember that that's the Jesus that we interact with today. And so... Yeah. In this Christmas season, we spend a lot of time picturing him as a baby in a manger. Um, there's a lot of pictures of Jesus, like a Sermon on the Mount teacher, Jesus with the blue sash, uh, right. gentle um, Jesus. Obviously, we spend a lot of time seeing him on the cross, um, but he is not that Jesus today, any one of uh, those. He's got eyes of flaming fire and a tongue. The Jesus described in Revelation. Spirit. This, yeah. this powerful God, King, King, King of glory, um, who is who is coming soon to be the victor. Um, and that same Jesus is the one that we can interact with. The power that raised him from the dead, that power that he's living in, uh, is what we have access to, to live our life. And so it's uh, you know, sometimes we, I think we can think of Jesus as just this nice teacher guy. Um, and he was a great teacher, is oh, a great teacher. Um, but that's not like there is so much more. And I think that's important to, when we live our lives today with the thought of eternity and the thought that he's coming back present in our minds. It's not the only thing we think about, but that it's present. It shapes kind of what we do what we do today shaped in the fact that Jesus is coming back as a victor to conquer all of this, that gives you hope that gives you strength um, and confidence to do what he's called you to do today. Cause you know, he's the winner. He's, he's going to come back in victory. Um, and that's the, that's the captain of your team. Right. That's exactly right. And, uh, and such a, such powerful imagery uh, that you mentioned there, in the book of Revelation, that this is who he is today. And he is in heaven interceding for us, the Bible says, but he's also making ready uh, because he says, even so, I come quickly. So when he does come, um, it will be a startling uh, contrast to that very first cry that he uttered from the manger. Uh, It will be a cry that splits uh, heaven open and the skies will be rolled back, and we will behold him. The Bible yep. says everyone will look upon him who they pierced. And it will, there will be a shout across the sky. Let me just read this. We often read uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18 uh, at funerals, at gravesides. I don't know that I've ever read it with a Christmas tree behind me in the context of talking about Christmas, but this is why he came and why he's coming back. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, 
with the voice of an archangel and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first, then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Boom, that's what we have to look forward to. That's uh, why it came. We will be with the Lord always. Yep. After that moment. And and so be encouraged by those words because we need that, like you said, to complete the task he's given us for the season that we're in right now. Yeah. So that that should tee you up for a Merry Christmas. Um, and if you're coming yeah. out of Christmas and didn't spend time thinking about that, that should tee you up for a happy new year. <laughs> Absolutely. So we'll let you chew on those things and uh, we'll look forward to being with you at the beginning of the new year to uh, think about some new truths from the scriptures that we will uh, study together. So Merry Christmas and God bless you all. Merry Christmas.